Tank Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll feature Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. We'll also hear from Mike Prospero, the reviews editor for Laptop Magazine. All this and so much more on the Tech Night Out Live. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. As I've mentioned on previous episodes, Jim is plugged in. He doesn't tell us how. But he manages sometimes to deliver predictions about future Apple products that are right on with a pithy phrase or a single word. Now, I don't know if he's going to do anything now because we didn't prep him on this. And what's really good about having him on the show is I don't tell him I'm going to talk about, but he knows enough to just roll with the punches. So I'm going to ask you the first question here. All right. Is there an Apple iWatch in our future? I think that that there's probably quite a few, I don't know, if you'd say devices, quite a few uh, uh, products from Apple that they've been working on that are in our future. They could be devices, I guess. But, you know, it would be it would be a mistake to think that in, in all of this time that Apple has been working on the iPhone and the iPad, that they weren't working on other products and, and seeing the ways that... Uh, that we've changed how we consume media and how we want to to work with things. Okay, that's kind of a non-answer, but let's look at this further here. In terms of some kind of smartwatch, we have smartwatches right now. We have the Pebble, we have the Omwatch, and some others report that Samsung is going to try for the third time, hoping it'll be a charm to come out with a smartwatch. But one thing I see about all of them that's similar, and that is they're not very successful. So is there a need of a wearable device like a watch with some kind of built-in electronics of some sort? Well, I, I think a lot of that depends on how you look at the, the future. I mean, you, you can't look at, at what we're doing now and ask if we need a product that we may need in, in you know a year or two. Do you want to be able to, you know, have access to uh, your devices, uh, your your media when you're not actually there? I mean, could a device, an iWatch or, or whatever it's going to be, allow you to to have access to to all of your content, not just media, but, you know, contacts and calendars and, and everything else? I mean, Apple typically works two to three years, five years down the road, not, you know, what we're doing now. They're looking at what we want to do, what we may want to do, and sometimes we don't even know that we want to do it. Well, that's part of Apple's magic. Yeah, that that really is. I mean, to be able to uh, to predict what, we, what we're going to want to do, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. Okay, but the thing is here, with the existing smartwatches, quote-unquote, they are peripheral devices for a smartphone or a tablet. They hook up with Bluetooth and they do their thing. And that's what we have now. The question I have, I guess we've voiced this before, is whether the real answer is not to make it a peripheral but a central device in and of itself, 
it has the phone built in. It has limited functions in terms of apps and stuff. You also have a Bluetooth headset, so you don't always have to pick up your wrist and bring it to your mouth to talk to somebody. Does that make more sense than just a peripheral? Well, again, I, I think that, you know, looking at the way that that we use technology now, maybe not. But, you know, you never know how this device or peripheral is going to interact with everything else that we use. I mean, maybe there's other products that, that work with this. You know, I mean, it, it's almost impossible to, to say how it's going to work. It's like when we when we looked at the iPhone in, in 2005, 2006, before it was released. You know, people were talking about an iPod with a, <laughs> you know, with a, a dial or, you know, we just didn't understand what Apple was building at that time. And the phone at that time that people talked about, the smartphone was the BlackBerry. Right. With a physical keyboard. And, you know, it was the plaything of executives for power users, but it wasn't something for just regular consumers to catch on with. Yeah. And, you know, when they did come out with it, everybody was surprised and you know, even their competition was surprised. And, and that's why everything looks like an iPhone. I'll go into that. But the point being here, that if Apple does a smartwatch, an iWatch, whatever we call it, it's not going to be what the media expects it to be today. And that's why I said we already have so-called smartwatches as peripherals. Apple can't do that if they're going to reinvent that market. Because right now I kind of look at smartwatches kind of the way I looked at music players before the iPod. Some nice ideas, but they don't always work that well, and nobody's buying them. Well, I mean, people are assuming that that this device is a watch. I mean, a watch may be only one function of what this device is, you know? So, okay, it's, it's, it's wearable and it could have, uh, it could tell time. Well, that's, that may be a, a limited look at, at what this can do. I have to think that, uh, that Apple is looking at something, a a, a bit deeper than that i would think apple have to consider that also also they have to look at what people are going to want or need in the future and maybe what will succeed the iphone or the smartphone also the other question would be what does apple do with regard to lower end devices does apple produce something for the third world something that you can buy without a contract and be able to pay for it well, and that's that's always a possibility too. And and Apple has made uh, you know no secret in the past with with uh, Jobs and and Tim Cook that they're looking at all markets. And you know now that they may be in a place where they're comfortable in the the U.S. and Europe and and what their their distribution is, and and uh, now they're working on uh, China which is a, a tremendous market opportunity for everybody. You know, so now maybe it's time to look at that that cheaper alternative. And I, I think a lot of that depends on the technology that's available to make those products. You know, Apple isn't going to make a cheap iPhone 
just to enter those markets and, and get market share. That's not what they're about. The issue there is they would invent or deliver something that's still a very interesting solution to the problem. And the problem being, of course, having a smartphone or a smartphone-like device that's affordable without the contract, that's inexpensive to build, but is elegant, sets the world on fire. And it doesn't mean taking an iPhone 5 and sticking a plastic back on it like a Samsung Galaxy. Well, I, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, they're they're not going to to make. I, I it's it's hard to to put it, but they're not going to make an inferior product for the sake of of market share. They they are still going to want a product that people will uh, will want to buy and and you know show people that they're using. Um, but maybe some of the components. Um, aren't there. I mean, there's got to be, be something that distinguishes the, the lower end iPhone from, you know, what we know now to be an iPhone. <laughs> and wouldn't that be strange if it wasn't an iPhone, if it comes out? We'll get into more of this discussion. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. Of course, you're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, you know what I believe? I believe that successful teamwork is a foundation for successful business. And when you meet face-to-face, well, of course, you work more effectively. But with clients and coworkers spread out across the globe and on the go, coming together can be impossible, which is why I use GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's the powerful and simple way to meet and collaborate online. With GoToMeeting, it takes... Just a click to share your screen and work on your documents in real time. And with a webcam, you can see everyone in HD video. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait for this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button. Use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting. Because remember, neighbors, meeting is indeed believing. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. How would you like to have normal blood pressure? This is Ernesto from Illinois. I had my doctor's appointment yesterday and I got my labs in. My HDL is 119L and my LDL is 37L. My doctor asked what I was doing to lower it so much, so I told her about HB Extract. Millions of people like Ernesto are suffering from high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, and clogged arteries. But now there's an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation. Heart and Body Extract. My blood pressure has not gone past 125 over 80 in almost a month. Experience amazing benefits when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract. She did a double take when she looked at my ER labs. She couldn't believe it. Order at HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's HBExtract.com or call 866-295-5305. Thank you. Heart and Body Extract. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live as we continue our discussion, speculating a little bit here about possible future Apple products and would there be, for example, a smart watch? And then we get back to the definition, what is a smart watch? Is it just a peripheral that connects to an existing smartphone, a standalone device? Is this something that Apple could or would they want to produce it? Really, that's a lot of questions there. Now, did you get a chance at all to review the early takes on the new Samsung Galaxy S4? Um, I, I took a, a quick look over them. I mean, it didn't. There didn't seem to be anything outrageous. Uh, it, it, it just seemed to be a, an iterative upgrade to me. Well, everything looks like a little bit thinner, a little bit bigger screen, that kind of thing, and then yeah. they've got kind of this wacky software going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how useful that would be. I mean, it's it's hard to say until you, you actually try that. Well, this is something here. I'll give you an example of this. Imagine you have your smartphone. doesn't matter which brand it is. And you look at it, and you want to read a document. So instead of taking your fingers and scrolling, you'll tilt it up, down, or sideways. And supposedly it then scrolls to the next screen. Right. Now, it's going to scroll a fixed amount. 
you can't just like scroll a little tiny bit. It will scroll, I guess, a full screen. The other thing I understand here, I've heard contradictions. Consumer Reports had a blogger there, and they seem to like it, which is, surprises me because Consumer Reports is supposed to sit down and actually review the thing, not just have some blogger's reaction. But according to other reports, there's a half-second delay that Samsung's programmed into this. Okay? Supposedly, therefore, you tilt it, and then you wait a beat. And you understand that as a musician before you see the text scroll up. Isn't that going to be kind of awkward? And also, if you're holding your smartphone in your hand and you tilt it just by mistake, suddenly what you're reading, it's on three screens later. (laughs) I'm worried about that. I mean, it's very easy to accidentally do this. And I'll give you an example of this. I have a Galaxy S3 here. And in the notification panel, you know, when you bring down the notification window, you're able to toggle certain features on there that normally preferences like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, GPS, sound, etc. It's so very easy to accidentally tap one of those things and turn it off by mistake. Yeah. It's like putting too much into a feature as opposed to too little. And now they've taken this kitchen sink approach, and I just wonder what it means to the real user. Well, I mean, every... Every operating system, every feature um, is either useful or it's a wow factor type feature. And, you know, Apple uh, has this too. And in um, OS X, they release some features like um, spaces and uh, mission control that I rarely use, you know, but they're features that other people find useful. Um, a lot of this depends on on how you use the device, you know. But I, I I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I I would find that you know a bit annoying. I think sometimes, uh, but we don't know how it works either. No, we're just getting the early hands on. Remember, these machines are prototypes. They are what two, three, four, five weeks away from releasing the final version. So you expect there's going to be some fine tuning in the software. But the other thing is here, when putting all this together, you have to think, did Samsung actually sit down and say, okay, what can we do here that makes the user's experience more comfortable as opposed to what features doesn't Apple have, what features doesn't HTC have? Let's put in the features they don't have. And that's how we make our phone better. We know we have generic hardware because whatever we have as hardware is the same hardware every other Android maker is going to have. The other thing, of course, is none of this stuff relates to Android. I mean, this is supposed to be a flagship Android smartphone, and the only features other than the hardware of any note are things that are exclusive to Samsung. Yeah, I mean, you really... If you look at the the features that Samsung has been putting out, like they, for a while, they were beating the drum on, on NFC, but... Apple didn't go with NFC. They went with uh, the Passbook, you know, which allows you to put uh, coupons and, and buy money for stores like Starbucks. You can deposit some, you know, ten dollars, and it comes up in Passbook and says that you have ten dollars. You can then go to the store and they swipe it, and uh, you know, you pay for your your drink. Well, and the price at Starbucks that gets you what two coffees? <laughs> yeah, really. 
but when you look at at NFC, which is you know you attach a credit card or near field communication, and you can go in and swipe it, and nobody has the the hardware to be able to to really do that. So it meant a big change. But Samsung was touting this as one of the features of the phone. To me, that's it's a checkbox item. You know, that's that's something that that people hear a buzzword and they want it on their phone. They don't know why, but they feel that they should have it. Those are the types of things that Samsung often does with its phones that, you know, just they may not be useful. It, it's there, but if you can't use it, what's the point? And, you know, just recently, Samsung came out with a new feature. I forget what it's called, but it's exactly like Passbook. So clearly they were wrong in, in touting NFC and went the route that Apple did. What's also interesting here is that Samsung is pushing more and more to their own ecosystem. There is a Samsung App Store, evidently. There are all these exclusive to Samsung features. And where does that leave Google? Because right now, the most credible entrant in the Android platform, other than Amazon, which buries Android completely, is Samsung. Samsung, from time to time, has outsold Apple with the iPhone, at least during the September quarter. So if you look for a credible contender, something that's selling, you know, 10, 20 million copies a month, that's pretty credible. And if Samsung is doing their best to differentiate the product, not necessarily just from Apple, but from other Android handsets, doesn't that diminish the Android brand? Well, you know, when people now think of, of Android, they are thinking of Samsung. Right, exactly. I, I, you know, Samsung is is the one that's making money in the Android space. You know, HTC is is having tremendous problems, and you, you have to feel bad for them. I think with the, all the problems that they're having, um, Motorola they they haven't been a contender with anything since you know the StarTac and and the Razer and things like that. So really, when when people think of of smartphones now, and they think of Android phones, they think of Samsung. That's a danger for Google. Google would rather have you think of Motorola, but Motorola builds phones for different carriers that are sometimes very specific to those carriers, like the Droid Razor Max. And you think of that for Verizon Wireless. You don't think of it as being a worldwide phone that people get for different platforms. We have the world weary... I don't know. Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. Am I world weary? I have no idea. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, neighbors, got a small business or a large company that needs to be online 24-7? Well, here's the little secret. To make sure your site is always online, you need world-class DNS service from Dyn. That's D-Y-N. For years, Dyn has been helping companies ranging from the scrappy young startup to the giant media moguls of the world with making sure websites are fast and always available and that your emails are getting delivered. D-Y-N. Get faster internet by using Dyn for DNS. Visit Dyn.com slash podcast 30. Fill out the contact form or start shopping right away and save 30% by using the promo code podcast 30 at checkout. 
Again, visit Dyn.com, that's D-Y-N.com, slash podcast30. Check them out today. Want something different from your detox? Then you want Hemp USA's Microplant Powder for a full body detox. With seven formulations and eight different sizes, you will feel and see the difference. And the best part? It's only about $10 a month. Our customers love it, and we ship worldwide. Get the detox difference. Get Microplant Powder from HempUSA.org. Call 888-910-4367 or visit HempUSA.org. See what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you at HempUSA.org. We the People grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeant e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption, of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. Jim Dalrample of The Loop with LoopInsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Live. And we're pointing out here, I think, something that may haunt google very much which is that samsung all the good features or the most compelling or the most interesting features of the samsung galaxy s4 their flagship phone have nothing to do with android i take it that at the public 
rollout of this product at Radio City Music Hall in New York City, they barely mentioned Android. Yeah. This is, you know, the flagship Android phone, even though it's not a Nexus phone. It's the one that will sell more than any other. It will give the Android message, if there is one, to tens of millions of users around the world. And if the message has nothing to do with Android, what does Google do next? And does that create the possibility here that over time, Samsung could just ditch Google, offer some kind of Android compatibility layer for existing apps, and go on? It's amazing, isn't it, that that Samsung was able to, to basically take over. You know, Google really doesn't have much to say about it. There's not really much uh, they can say about it. They've been upstaged with their own platform. Now, yeah. is there anything about the fact that the creator, founder of Android, Andy Rubin, who, by the way, many years ago worked at Apple, but a lot of people did, that Andy Rubin was moved off from Android to another division in Google. What does that say? Well, this is Mr. Android. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, Ruben is the one that uh, that originally um, stole features from iOS to make Android. And, um, you know, he's gone now. So you can look at it um, in a couple of ways. One, he he sort of lost control of Android, you know, with uh, with Samsung, because they they basically own it now. As far as I can see, I mean, they own the mind share of it now. And and he could have been removed or he could be working on something else. You know, maybe he's tired of Android. I can't see it because Android is in the news so much. But, uh, you know, he could be off on something bigger and better. Or just need to get out of the rat race. Maybe. But you see, with Google, can you even trust when they bring out a product or service, they're going to continue it? No. Like, for example, FeedBurner. What is FeedBurner? It's a way to aggregate all your RSS feeds. And they're giving it up after a number of years and, what, millions of people using it? Yeah. Why? Well, they they just want to move on. They said to, to focus on fewer products, although they kill that and open, you know, come up with Google Keep. Um, I, I don't know. It's... It's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I don't trust Google at all to, to keep any product going. I mean, they, they get rid of FeedBurner. Uh, they get rid of Google Reader. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to know what Google is going to do. And, and if it doesn't, if it's not displaying ads in front of the user and collecting data on the user, then, you know, they don't want to have anything to do with it. So they look at this and they say, we're not making enough money, give it up. But what about Android? If Samsung basically takes over the platform and moves it to their own operating system, which is very possible, nothing Google could do about that. Does Google give up Android? And what about the other handset makers? We look at HTC, for example. They're having trouble today getting the new one flagship smartphone to the dealer's shelves. Production delays. Yeah, They're not doing too well. No. So what happens, therefore, if Android goes away? Well, I mean, what if Samsung moves to its own operating system, what is Android left with? They're left with HTC, that's it. And Motorola. Because, exactly. 
So basically nothing. Their market share would, would bottom out, you know, the day that Samsung left. There would be nothing left of Android. And certainly there's no way for them to ensure that Samsung will remain. Samsung is already working on other stuff. We yeah. know that. What's it called? Tizen or Tizen, this new operating yeah. system? Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's that's good for Samsung. And Samsung shouldn't be worried about Android. Uh, that's not their concern. Also, the control of the platform. They see what Apple did. We, we see that Apple controls the platform, and whatever happens, it's their destiny to keep it running. But with something like Android, they're at the mercy of Google. Can you trust Google to do it? Google now owns their own smartphone company. They're building their own with Motorola. Why should any other company rely on them for something that is a good, credible operating system? How do you know that they won't someday bring out another operating system and make it specific to Motorola and let Android languish? How do you know? You don't. And that's, see, Google has done so much to, to screw itself in the, the past uh, couple of years. You know, they ditch all of these uh, services that users rely on and and make users angry they buy motorola which makes its androids part partners angry you know they they're just they're doing everything they can to make everybody angry and they're doing a good job at it and that's not going to help the company in the long term well you wouldn't think i mean you know this morning i i posted about uh a feed burner alternative that that has cropped up a new site a new service. It's free. And, you know, I, I, I wrote about that this morning. I, I just found it yesterday, tried it out. Looks good. So I, I know all kinds of people already online that are moving to this new service and moving away from FeedBurner. And they have a WordPress extension, too. They have a WordPress so, extension. So, you know, the guy is making it very easy. So, and you know what? I'm looking at it right now. I understand over at thetechnightout.com. We're using FeedBurner. We're using a WordPress extension. So now, if I could just download this extension, and here it is, at WordPress site, I can install this on all my sites with the RSS feed and buy, buy FeedBurner. Right. Buy, buy Google. Right. That's it. That's exactly it. Buy, buy Google. And, you know, then... Let's look at, at Google Reader, which is a, a an RSS reader that millions and millions of people use. Google cancel it. No more. So now people are going to look for a reading service. Well, uh, Dig has already said that they're going to have one, and a couple of other companies have said they're coming out with one. So now millions of other people, bye-bye Google. The other thing is here, too, that... Apple hasn't been very friendly towards RSS. They killed it from Mail. They killed it from Safari. Why? Well, I mean, Google cornered the market on RSS, and this is what has me particularly upset about this. Because Google came out with Reader, and basically they gave it away for free, killed off any competition that there may have been in this market. And then, years later, they just kill it. But people rely on that, and they just kill it. So, you know, there's nothing that we can do or say about it. 
But what it does mean is that there's one less reason that I need to use Google. Well, I do use Google Plus, but I get very little action from it. I have my Gmail account, which is fine with me. I don't use Google Apps because now they've cut back on the free apps for new users. You used to get free Google Apps. Now I understand it's no longer available for new users. Instead, you have to use their paid service. Yeah, and, you know, I use uh, analytics, Google Analytics, and that's the last thing that Google has that's really useful to me. I don't find it very accurate, but we'll get into that in a moment. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, analytics is is always kind of funky and, and, uh, you know, there's some magic or something going on in there. But still, Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at LoopInsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Tees. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Hey there, my name is Frank Bates. Do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis? Some people think the answer is gold. Others think it's a gun. But the correct answer will shock you. I just created a free video at Crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis. 97% of Americans don't have this one critical item. In fact, they haven't even given it a thought. And the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. What I have to tell you could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. 
Watch my video at crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go watch my video now at crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's crisis123.com. I'd seen the longevity products work for many others, and so I bought a bunch of them, started using them, had a little bit of results, but I wasn't following the regimen every day. But Aaron Dykes in my office did and lost more than 60 pounds. When I saw those results, I said, I better follow my own advice. I started taking the longevity products, and it's been incredible. 37 pounds in two months. Our bodies are amazing and God gave us an incredible gift. But if our body doesn't have the tools it needs, all of the vitamins, all of the minerals, and the other key essential trace elements, we're not going to be healthy. Folks, this isn't hype. I only bring to my listeners products that I've tried myself and I truly believe in. And the amazing supplements available at InfoWarsTeam.com have certainly delivered my life. I hope you'll give them a try. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl. Live with Gene Steinberg. We were talking briefly there about Google Analytics, which is their technique of giving you web statistics for your site. However, when I compare those statistics with my server logs, and just like Jim, we have our own server, I find there's no resemblance whatever. I mean, yes, there is a growth consistency, but everything else is off. So who trusts it? Why should I trust it? Why should I trust Google other than Gmail? Well... That's a that's a good point. I mean, when I when I look at at analytics, it's the only service left for me that I I find useful. Now, you know, you can you can say Gmail. I don't find Gmail useful. Gmail is an email account. It's convenient. That's about it. Um, you know, I used to use FeedBurner. I used to use Google Reader. Um, those were useful. But now that Google killed them, I have one left, and that's analytics. Um, so Google is, is cutting everything that, that I used, and I know that a lot of other people used. So, you know, once they get rid of analytics, I can close my Google account. I don't need Gmail. Um, you know, it's an email account. Email accounts are easy to get? Yeah. You know, I've got plenty of them. I don't need Gmail. The only reason I have Gmail is because I got it when, you know, it first came out uh, years ago. And and then Google started adding these other services like Google Reader and, and FeedBurner that I also found useful. But now I don't. Now that they're gone, I mean, you know, analytics is, is it. There you go. Let's move on. We have Jim Dalrymple of Loop at LoopInsight.com. A few more things to talk about before we continue. Now, I've noticed in the wake of the release of the 
at least the launch of the Galaxy S4, Apple stock price has gone up. What's Wall Street telling us? <laughs> I don't think they know. Really. I mean, do you think that, that Wall Street knows what's going on? Not really, not really. No, I, I, I can't. I can't think of anything that this, uh, any move in Wall Street that actually tells us anything intelligent. Really, I, I, I don't think that they know what's going on, which makes it difficult for, for us to be able to read anything out of what they do, what they say. They just pull things out of out of midair you know it doesn't make any sense at all i think part of it may be that wall street was disappointed that the galaxy s4 was not the obvious iphone killer well everybody and the media is guilty of this everybody uh, uh likes to to have an iPhone killer or an iPad killer. And, you know, more often than not, it turns out to be just garbage. Uh, supposedly the, the rim black uh, playbook uh, was supposed to be an iPad killer. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it, it almost killed off its own company. It was so bad. And now, of course, we have the new BlackBerry with a new operating system platform. But how long will it take for that to take off if it ever takes off? Is it too late? Well, I think it is. I, I really do. And where does that leave these other platforms like Windows Phone, which hasn't gone anywhere either? These, these companies that, that they need developers to, to make products. That's why everybody's trying to have... Um, these interim things where, you know, you can have um, Windows apps run on a tablet and all that kind of stuff uh, because they need apps. They need that kind of stuff in order uh, for people to buy it because people want to use them. Uh, and I don't know that the Windows Mobile has what people want. Um, Google's in the... or. Um, BlackBerry Rim is in the same position. You know, are, are all the apps there that people want? Well, people aren't going to buy into an operating system and into a platform if they know up front that they can't get everything that they want. With iOS, they know that, that they, can, they can get all of that information. They can get all the apps. They can do everything that they want to be able to do. With Android, for the most part, they can do the same thing. So those are the two big platforms. And within Android, you know, you have Samsung that, that rose to the top, and that's why it's so dangerous for Google. Uh, Windows Phone and and BlackBerry are just kind of languishing behind. And, and I don't know how they get out of that. I mean, you know, they can talk all the time about how great their operating system is and, you know, how many developers they have. But if they don't really have the apps to show for it, then there's no point. They're done. With BlackBerry, what does BlackBerry do? Sell off the services part of the company to somebody else? 
Well, Blackberries, uh, you know, it, it has a lot of patents. So the worth of that company is probably in its patents. You know, and the the amount of users that it, it actually has is gone, but it's technology somebody would probably want. I mean, it could be that, that somebody buys BlackBerry and, you know, continues it on and, and moves that platform forward. But it seems like the company itself is stuck. They they can't seem to get out of this rut of, of making junk. Well, that's one way to put it. But what about Microsoft? Uh, well, Microsoft, they, they have a... A, a long history of of making stupid products you know uh, uh they just they seem to miss everything i mean they they put out an iphone and and microsoft says oh well that's not going to affect us and it's not going to sell well and who's going to pay that much money for it and it's stupid and then they get burned because it does sell well and you know apple is always said that having control of the hardware and software is the best thing. And Microsoft went the total opposite way. Now, Microsoft says, oh, yes, having control of the hardware and software is the best thing. But they're so late to the game. I mean, they 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 release products that just, people just don't want. People didn't want a Zoom. You know, they wanted an iPod. And Microsoft has these these stupid uh, mock funerals for the for the iPod because they're bringing out a Zoom. Yeah, well, they had to cancel the Zoom because it was terrible. They put out the Kin, the phone, and it lasted what two months, and they canceled that because nobody wanted it. And they just continue on this path of releasing products that nobody wants. They they don't really have. Um, a handle on what the public wants so people don't buy their products no less than samsung has said that windows 8 isn't doing very well yeah you know windows 8 you know it's another example the surface another example uh you know i said from the very beginning of the surface i don't understand where microsoft is going with this because it makes no sense to put desktop applications on a tablet you need to have uh, tablet applications on a tablet. What Microsoft needs is an editor. <laughs> I think you get my point. They need someone there who says, take this feature out. Now, I'm echoing what Phil Schiller from Apple said, that it's not just what features you add, but what features not to include, what features to remove. That's this right. is something Microsoft doesn't get. So, for example, with Windows 8, well, we can't go all the way with a touch operating system, so therefore we'll also include the desktop operating system. We'll confuse the heck out of everybody. Yeah. And what do they end up doing? They, of course, confused the heck out of everybody. Everybody. Exactly as everybody told them, of course, they didn't listen. At that point, the analysts were right. Not always with Apple. And a reminder, neighbors, if you have a comment or question to voice about the Tech Night Owl Live, write us. News at TechNightHowl.com. Once again, that's news at TechNightHowl.com. We really try, we really try to answer each and every email that we get. We'll also have later on the show Mike Prospero, the reviews editor for Laptop Magazine. Jim Dalrymple of The Loop with LoopInsight.com joining us. Hey, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live.
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Gardeners, here comes another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terragonics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from Terragonics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terragonics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terragonics, life's getting better. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Jim Dalrymple of The Loop with LoopInsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. We're in the Tech Night Owl Live. And despite some of the growing, teething pains of iCloud... That's ahead of everyone, it says, even Dropbox, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is, it's kind of interesting. Who could have thunk it? I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I didn't. Uh, but there it is. And I see people, when I talk to them about iCloud, they don't get it. They don't understand it. I guess they sign up because they get a new iPhone or iPad or a Mac, and they sign up automatically or they set it up with their Apple ID. But they're not really sure what to do with it. So maybe there are a lot of users out there using iCloud, but how does Apple explain it to them? Well, that's a, that's a good point, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Apple has had so many services over uh, the past decade. You know, it started off with iTools and .Mac and MobileMe and, and uh, iCloud. Um, that, that the name itself, the brand, really hasn't had a chance to, to dig in with people. By the time they do, there's a new brand. Right. That's almost like Microsoft. If they had started with uh, iCloud a decade ago, there would have been a lot of press around the the iCloud name and the iCloud brand, and people would have been more familiar with it. So uh, to be honest, I think a lot of it 
has to do with that. It's just a, a, a simple thing, really. Well, Apple has to be sure this thing is 100% or 1,000% reliable. And it's not there yet. I still see outages with the iCloud email. Well, I mean, every service is going to have some kind of, of outages. But, yeah, Apple has had, uh, you know, some outages with mail and, and things like that. But it's gotten a lot better now that Eddie Q took that over a number of years ago. Well, the other thing, too, is not that the other companies don't have problems. Gmail is down occasionally. Amazon has an outage. Just this past week or two, Microsoft had an outage with their email services and their cloud systems. Yeah. That one, that one, evidently, if I read this correctly, I don't know if you heard this, Jim. They said that they installed some kind of firmware update. It caused a server to overheat and it took down the whole system. What kind of design is that? Well, you know, you got to wonder what's going on. You got to have redundancy. How could you have something like this cascade out of control? I mean, it takes back to what the sidekick fiasco a few years ago they had this company they bought called danger was it and the sidekick was a smartphone platform that t-mobile used so one day they have an outage the service is down there's no backup remember that that how can that happen right does that make sense to anybody this is microsoft don't trust microsoft don't trust google and maybe we should trust apple but i don't know Move on to one more topic here before we let you go, and maybe this will extend to the next segment. And that is, of course, Apple has basically killed Flash for mobile. They wouldn't embrace it. Steve Jobs had kind of a vocal shouting match with the people over at Adobe. So Flash has gone from the mobile platform. Even if you have an Android phone, there's no Flash anymore. And you still have Flash for desktops, but how long will that last? And Adobe is moving more to HTML5. And the chief technology officer at Adobe was a guy named Kevin Lynch. Mm. He's somebody who joined Adobe from Macromedia. Remember, Macromedia had Flash before Adobe bought them. And that was two years before Apple said goodbye Flash. So the guy, I guess, in charge, the technology officer, Kevin Lynch, as of the 22nd of March, he leaves Adobe. And where does he go? Yeah. He goes to Apple. How do you explain that? I, I, I can't explain that. It's weird. Supposedly, he'll report to Bob Mansfield, which means he's going to be a hardware guy, I guess. Well, and he's going to be VP of technology. So I there mean, you go. But that's kind of weird. Is that the actual position, VP of Technology at Apple? That's what I understand, yeah. Okay, that hasn't been announced. You just revealed something we hadn't heard. Okay, so the VP of Technology, does that mean hardware technology, hardware and software technology? Does that mean cloud services? Good question. Or all of the above? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Now, he was responsible for Adobe's cloud services, which are doing very well. I understand it's helped them do some good numbers with their revenues and everything cloud system this is where you basically you instead of buying an adobe application you subscribe to it like with microsoft 360 yeah yeah that's basically it and it was a good move for adobe but you wonder about this guy kevin lynch it's not the first time that a former macromedia guy 
comes to Apple. Didn't Phil no. Schiller work at Macromedia way back when? Phil Schiller did, yes. Okay. And Randy Ubelos, who is the creator of Final Cut Pro and also iMovie. He came from Macromedia. There's, uh, there's all kinds of people going around um, Silicon Valley. It came from Macromedia. Yeah. But where does Flash go now for Adobe? I mean, obviously, they're more and more emphasizing HTML5, but there's still a Flash for the desktop computers. They still have regular updates to fix security lapses. But is there a point that we can see in the next year or two where web developers could say, we don't need to worry about Flash anymore? Well, I don't think they need to worry about Flash now. If they're still building Flash uh, uh, sites and stuff, then they're just wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. But what about the millions of sites already built? And it's not always easy to change that. They need to change. Yeah, you know, it's like... You just... You just need to uh, to bite the bullet and say, "Okay, this is this is over. Flash is done." Well, Adobe recognizes it, obviously, and maybe that's part of it right there because maybe Adobe is going to cut back on a number of things that he was managing. Kevin Lynch, Flash being one of them, and therefore there was no room for him at the company. Or maybe Apple gave him a good paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt that there's a, there was a good paycheck there. With Apple, you have to expect it. But does this mean here that Mansfield is now officially going to go and not just be on for special projects? Or what? I'm confused over the current executive layout at Apple. Now, we understand Mansfield didn't get along with, what's the guy's name? Scott Forstall. Didn't right. get along with Scott Forstall, who was the guy that was given his walking papers or departed Apple as of last fall. Mansfield gets an increasing role in the company after he retired. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lynch is coming over. What happens next? Explain the Apple executive musical chairs. Well, it, see, it goes right back to the Lynch thing. I can understand why why uh, Tim Cook would want Mansfield uh, to stay. I mean, he's a brilliant man. Um, and he's done so much for Apple. So I, I I can see why they want him to stay. The Lynch thing still doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, we don't have a choice but to give him a, a try because Apple already hired him. They're going to put him in there. So, you know, we'll see what he does. And the issue here is that maybe he will be focusing largely on cloud services. Because right now, iCloud to me is very bare bones. Yeah, you could sync your contacts and stuff like that. But iCloud doesn't do an awful lot yet, does it? Well, it depends on what you want. I mean, for me, iCloud does a lot. I get to sync uh, information to all of my devices. I use iTunes Match. Um you know, so all my songs and media are on all of my devices. I, I love that. So for me, iCloud work, works great. But, of course, you have to look at what Apple plans. Do they plan to make it more extensive? Will they also increase the storage capacity besides 5 gigabytes free? What are they going to do? We'll also have later on the show Mike Prospero, the reviews editor for Laptop Magazine. 
We're going to have one more segment with Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, this is John O'Toole with Midas Resources, gold and silver company. We have all heard of Rand Paul warning of an intimate currency crisis as a result of reckless spending on Capitol Hill and endless wars overseas. But what are we doing to prepare for it? China, India, and numerous other countries are buying up gold and silver by the ton because they know what's really going on. Don't you think it's time you do the same thing before it's too late? Call me, John O'Toole, today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 133. And find out why gold and silver have been the true safe havens for over 5,000 years. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 133. I'll send you a booklet highlighting 10 reasons why gold and silver are the only way to preserve your purchasing power. Again, that's 1-800-686-2237, extension 133. Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop. Creative radio ads. Very affordable rates. Millions of potential customers and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. I have bought a few bottles of heart and body extract and have to say that it, it certainly does work. That's what Jack from Michigan had to say after his experience with heart pain and what he did to treat it with heart and body extract. I actually had a huge heart flutter. I was also having some edema around my ankles and very worrisome clot in my uh, right leg that would happen from time to time while I was trying to sleep. Heart and Body Extract is all natural with no negative side effects. It will help repair or correct past problems associated with the heart and body circulation. After my second bottle of Heart and Body Extract, all problems are now gone. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. 
I ordered a third bottle of Heart and Body Extract for maintenance as I want to keep everything working. Order Heart and Body Extract at 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. I wanted to ask you something here, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. And that is, when someone looks up some old Apple executive and gets a quote from them as to what Apple is doing now, need we pay attention? No. I mean, we all like the Woz. Wozniak, great engineer, there at the beginning of Apple, but left in the 1980s. He's had no association with Apple for, what, 28 or 30 years? So when he says he likes an Android smartphone, does it make a difference? No. doesn't matter. I mean, you, you can't worry about what people that used to be at Apple think about what Apple's doing now. It doesn't matter. Especially if they were the Apple at a time before Steve Jobs returned and overhauled the company. Because what they did wasn't relevant, like that certain guy who used to run Apple France and took over the Mac project after Steve Jobs left and then started B. Yeah. Which they almost sold to Apple. That's right. Why should Jean-Louis be taken seriously today? Well, I, I he's a, bit, a little bit different, to be honest. I mean, he's got some... some very smart takes on on technology and the market in general you know that's that's a little bit different than um uh than an, an old like scully coming in and talking about apple scull right. who <laughs> yeah i mean really who would pay attention to john scully or well, spindler well, or emilio or any of those guys a lot of people do unfortunately and then of course what happens is what if you hire a former apple executive who seemed to have been successful and who might i be talking with ron johnson you know he worked with steve jobs to build the apple store he had a really great record as a retail executive yeah he went to jc penny no magic well one man is is not going to do it all without the help of a lot of smart people around him. I mean, that, that was one of the keys for Jobs. He he had smart people around him all the time. Uh, and, you know, I maybe there aren't a lot of smart people at JCPenney. Uh, maybe Ron wasn't able to do everything that he wanted to do at Apple. I think he had, uh, you know, a pretty free reign to, to make this stuff happen. Right. But then the other thing, too, is with the Apple Store... You had a chain built from scratch that never existed before, and you have no baggage. Right. With JCPenney, this is a department store chain over 100 years old. 
existing employees, existing executives, existing relationships with suppliers, existing stores, and existing customer base. How do you change that? And you can't change it overnight, can you? Well, no, you, you certainly can't. I mean, you're right. There's there's a lot of legacy there, but you know that's what that's what Ron uh, wanted to be able to do. And you know, when you come from Apple and you're successful like he was, um, people expect change now. They expect a miracle. They expect that J.C. Penney's will become Apple stores, right? Overnight, going to do it. John Rubenstein at Palm. He was a successful hardware executive at Apple. Goes to Palm. They have the web OS. The company's gone. He's gone. So there, does that mean that these great executives can't in and of themselves succeed with a totally new environment? They have to have the team. It's a team effort. Maybe that's what we're revealing here is that what happened at Apple with all these people, it was teamwork. It wasn't one guy who ran the show and created magic. It is this guy may be at the top, but he had fellow executives. He had the designers, engineers, development people. If you don't have the right team around you, it doesn't matter how good you are. Uh, that's exactly right. You see, I'm exactly right. So at that point, I mean, what else can I say? <laughs> it's, it's a good way to, uh, to end things, isn't it? Being exactly right. Kind of, kind of. We're just going to go through a couple of quick things before we switch to our next segment. Google Maps, the chief of the Google Maps division, Jeff Huber, also stepped down right after Andy Rubin did. Google Maps is so wonderful and great. Why is he stepping down? Well, apparently he's going off to work on other things, the same as Rubin. And and that's about all we know. Now, I'll tell you something here, too. Lately, I've used Google Maps with a Samsung phone. Therefore, I'm getting the native Google Maps environment, navigation on the Samsung phone, and it's getting me to the wrong places more times than I can count. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on where you're located when you start that. You know, I I don't have any problem with Apple Maps, but other people do, so, you know. Well, supposedly they fix a lot of things. I think you had an item over there just not too long ago showing all the things that Apple has done to fix it. Right. That they've advertised, made it very clear what's going on here, I guess. Is that how you got this information, something that Apple said? Oh, I can't tell you that. Okay. Hmm. Here we go again. But, you know, considerable things. We're talking about a lot of the mistakes that were made. Apple's still hiring people. Do we think maybe that we're going to see Maps also migrate to the OS X platform? I don't know. That would be interesting. I mean, right now, people who use desktop computers still have to get directions for something. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they do with it. I mean, maybe it becomes part of iCloud or, you know, there's no way to really know what they're going to do. But Apple wouldn't offer it for anybody with people using OS X or have iCloud access. It wouldn't become something that would be available to everyone. But, of course, Apple needs these these branding identifiers. Well, yeah, I mean, Apple typically likes that. But, uh, you know, if they gave it to all iCloud users, then there would be, you know, hundreds of millions, I would suspect. 
I suppose that's possible. One way to get the crowdsourcing data, though. Yeah. You have hundreds of millions of people. The other thing is here, which I don't think was publicized a lot, is that the use of Apple's maps increased with iOS 6 over iOS 5, despite the switch from Google to Apple and despite the problems. Well, I do you think there's a problem? Nothing serious. Not no. really. And I haven't gotten really seriously lost with it. No. There you go. Jim Dalrymple, tell our listeners where we can find you without or with Google or Apple's maps. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at jdalrymple um, and at loopinsight.com. We'll also have later on the show Mike Prospero, the reviews editor for Laptop Magazine. Jim Dalrymple, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks, Gene. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply. Tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from eFoods Direct. It's the best long-term from storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24-day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800-250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get up to 20 Mega Patriot Packs free with purchase. Build your food supply, be in control, be self-sufficient, and be a patriot. Call 800-250-1857 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get your free Patriot Pack today. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. 
Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption, Absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine, where he's reviews editor. And Mike, welcome back to the show. We haven't talked since December, and there's so much to talk about. I thought we'd dive right in, okay? Sounds good, Gene. Okay, it's sink or swim here. All right. Our friend Avram Pilch wrote an article for you guys called The Five Ways the Galaxy S4 Makes the iPhone 5 Look Ancient. And I think Mm -hmm. every one of these things, for the most part, is debatable for different reasons. So, for example, the argument about how big a smartphone screen should get. And we have, of course, the iPhone 5 is a high-definition screen in its own sense because it's retina display. It's four inches. The S4 is five inches, and I've used the S3, so the difference in the screen size is minuscule. What makes it better to have the larger screen? When is it too large on a smartphone? Well, you know, we've seen, I mean, I, I think, the, you know, the size of smartphone screens is just, it, it keeps going up. Um, I, there's a rumor that the, the Samsung's even going to come out with a Note 3 that has a 5.9-inch display. Um, you know, so... You know, while, you know, Apple may poo-poo, you know, the fact that, you know, these things can't be held in one hand, I think consumers are really sort of gravitating towards uh, these larger screen devices. So, you know, maybe five inches will be the new uh, normal size screen. But that is the issue. If you are holding it in one hand, there are some things that are not as easy to do as in a four-inch screen, although obviously there's the advantage of having more display size. True. Um, You know, and I guess the use for phones is it going to is it changing? You know, it, it, are people using it differently than just holding it in one hand? Or you know, maybe they're you know figuring out different ways to hold it or something like that. The fact of the matter is, you know, that uh, a lot of the new phones that we're seeing now 
uh, you know, especially obviously Android phones are going large. Well, I'm just looking at the S3 I have here, and my thumb can't get from the bottom to the top of the phone. It's about an inch short. So there you mm-hmm. go. But also Samsung with the S4 has this smart scroll feature where I guess if you're looking at it and you're tilted up or down or sideways, it's going to scroll. Yeah, um, and in fact, there's a lot of other sort of hands-free um, uh, uh, features in the phone too. I mean, you can sort of sw- you can you can sort of hover over it with your finger as well, and it'll bring up information. Um, you know, and you know, like you said, the smart scrolling, you, know, you just tilt it in a few ways. You know, uh, I think Samsung did a pretty poor job in uh, presenting these features at their event. Um, they, you know, build it as a way for women who had wet nails uh, could still use their phone. Um, I'll tell my wife then, when she goes to the beauty parlor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the fact is that, you know, I get these features are going to let you, you know, use the phone with just one hand, you know, so you can grip it as much as you can. You don't have to reach your thumb over. So this is a way of maybe getting around it, but still giving you the large screen size. I guess the thing that we're not really going to know until we all have extended FaceTime on the S4 is how well are the features implemented. Like the concern I have with tilting and that sort of thing is you're just holding the phone in your hand, you're looking at it, maybe you tilt it back and forth because you're saying something, you're talking to somebody, you have expressive hands. And suddenly the thing is just scrolling with abandon. (laughs) And you didn't want to do that. But now you got to go back through the pages. The key is it's not just having the features. How well do they work? And what is the possibility for mistakes? Like if you have your hand hovering over the phone, mm-hmm. you accidentally well, it has to, cause think, a function. I think it has to be, you, know, you have to be pretty close to it, you know, within like a, a few millimeters. So it's not okay. like you're going to do it accidentally from you know, five feet away or something like that. But I believe all these features are all, you know, you can, you can disable them as well. So it's not like you have to, you're forced to use them. It's a selling point, though. But also, and I'll get to the other points in a moment, but raise another valid question here. And that is when you look at Samsung's presentation, and I wasn't there, but what I saw or heard of it, it wasn't as well done as it might have been. When you look at the presentation, you wouldn't know this is an Android phone. Nope, uh, and in fact, you're seeing a lot of uh, you know there, there's a lot of things about how how uh, Samsung is probably is you know, in some ways trying to move away from the uh, Android ecosystem and, and some of all of Google's things. Um, you know, now there, even though there are Android apps, you know, there is now the Samsung Hub. Um, you know, so you can discover apps through there. Uh, you know, Samsung is sort of developing its own cloud storage as well, so you don't need Google Drive, perhaps. And there's a few other things too. You know, the, that normally functions that would that are that are offered by Google. You know, through its Android operating system, Samsung is coming up with its own analogs. You know, that could be the worst nightmare for Google. Imagine one day that Samsung builds their app ecosystem. They get all this done, and then they say. We're going to use our own operating system, not Android. What does Google do then? Because basically, the biggest part of the success of Android is really Samsung. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's still a few other people in the race too. You know, HTC uh, is trying to make a big splash with with its its devices with the HTC One, um, although they're having some manufacturing issues. 
Um, you know, and don't forget, Google owns Motorola's hardware business. So, you know, it's up, you know, they, they could always come out with something themselves. So at this particular point in time, if Google felt threatened, they could always put more emphasis into Motorola and just compete on a hardware basis. Let's move to number two of that list, dual camera shooting. I gather here you use the rear camera to take a picture, but you stick yourself in the photo because it's also shooting you from the front camera. In the real world, this has been done before, hasn't it? Uh, no, it really, not, I mean, not on a camera, um, not like this. Uh, you know, you could switch back and forth, but you couldn't do two cameras at the same time. Um, so that's a pretty cool uh, feature, I think. All right. So it sounds like it'd be fun if it works well. And Samsung makes mm-hmm. good cameras. It's not that Samsung doesn't have camera expertise. We're talking about an area where if you want a good digital camera, you'll think of Canon, you'll think of Samsung. They're a big contender in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should actually add that um, there is one other phone that does have this dual recording feature, and it's the uh, LG Optimus G Pro. Um, and we're actually testing it out as as we speak. That also has a dual recording feature as well. Um, but yeah, like you like you said, you know, Samsung does have uh, some experience with cameras. So uh, while we only had a little hands-on time with it, we imagine that you know this is going to be, you know, the camera should be you know pretty good. Now, number three, you have gesture and eye control, but we got into that in the previous segment, so we'll go past it. Superior multitasking. I guess you can argue that the Android method of multitasking is more all-inclusive than Apple. Apple is very much into limiting resource waste. And I have to tell you, there are times when the S3 suddenly sucks up battery life with abandon, something gets awry, and some process Mm -hmm. gets awry, and I have a antivirus app that I use on the phone called Antivirus Free, and sometimes I'll have to launch it to kill apps that are doing weird stuff. Hmm. And i give you one example where it really did something unusual. The other day, I was uploading files for the previous week's episode of one of my radio shows, and the upload speed was terrible, and it looked like, for some reason the S3 was doing something that was blocking my Wi-Fi connection. And so I restarted it, and it was okay. I wasn't uploading anything. It just somehow hmm. did something that was like a runaway process. I don't know. We assume that the S4 is going to be using a later version of Android. Maybe some of those ills won't be there. But in terms of multitasking, I'm going to ask you this, but the answer holds till our next segment, and that is, what areas of multitasking do you think Android does and the Samsung does specifically that Apple could and should do? That's the question on the table. Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg here on the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
a former U.S. military intelligence officer, is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker a little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com.
You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. With Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com, we were looking over five ways the Galaxy S4 makes the iPhone 5 look ancient. And like everything else, you can debate the merits of this, but let's talk about multitasking. What areas does the Samsung or Android do effectively that Apple doesn't do with multitasking? Well, one thing that we've seen, um, and it's already out there with uh, the Note 2, uh, is the dual screen mode, uh, where you can sort of have two things side by side. Like you have your email on the left half of the screen and, say, a web browser on the right. So if you're... You know, if you're you know scrolling through a website or something like that, and you see an image or you know anything that you want to share with somebody, you can enter this dual screen mode, copy that little uh, that clip over or that email, drop it right into an e- you know drop it right into an email and send it off. Um, you know, things like that I think um, are sort of very useful productivity tools uh, when it comes you know on on Samsung phones that might be, you know, worthwhile Apple, you know, checking out. I think maybe on a smaller screen it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but on the iPad or the iPad mini, you should be able to run a couple of screens at the same time and jump back and forth between apps because, after all, these are meant to be in part productivity devices. So maybe when Apple gives us iOS 7, maybe not do it on a 4-inch display, but certainly on a 7.9-inch or 9.7-inch display, it makes an awful lot of sense. It does. It does. It makes even more sense, I think. Uh, and, you know, I'm on on tablets that are, you know, when you look at what Windows is trying to do with um, it, its implementation of Windows 8, you know, you're seeing a lot more emphasis on productivity there than you are on the iPad, I think. At least Microsoft is more upfront about saying, hey, you can do more with their tablets. I guess the public doesn't care yet. They don't seem to be selling all that well, so we can go into that later. Number five is NFC support. Now, from a technological point of view, it's a no-brainer in terms of the difficulty to add that feature to an iPhone. Apple chose not to, and they gave reasons why although there are rumors the iPhone 5S, if that's the update, will have it. So today, I have the S3 in my hand. It's got NFC. I've never used it, never felt the need to use it. In the real world, is it stable enough? Is there enough support yet to make sense to have it? I think it definitely makes sense to have it um, because there's a lot of different ways uh, I see it being used. Um, It's still being rolled out in some areas, but... You know, for example, you can. There's some drugstores here, and some, and some, um, excuse me, uh, gas stations, where you can just basically, you know, swipe your phone over it, uh, over the the reader, you know, to pay for gas or, you know, whatever items you happen to purchase at Dwayne Reed. You know, that's a great thing. I would love to. You know, it'd be great if you could use it as, you know, a metro card, or because you can swipe your way in the subway. You know, it just eliminates. You know, contactless payment is one way that it's being used pretty well. Uh, another thing is through uh, reach, wireless recharging. You've seen this on a few of the Windows Phone 8 uh, devices. Uh, they have 
NFC with, you know, built-in wireless charging. So you can just rest your phone down on a little pad and I'll start recharging. You know, you don't have to worry about plugging in a wire or anything like that. And I think um, that Nokia is going to be working with some airlines, I believe it's Virgin America, um, to have some of these, like, wireless recharging stations placed in uh, lounges and airports. Now, of course, Apple is never always the first with a new technology. So does that raise the odds that the next version of the iPhone will have NFC? I would hope so. Um, you know, it makes a lot of things, you know, more a lot of things easier to do. I mean, you saw it in some of the Samsung ads, even you know, where people are transferring photos from one S3 to another just by tapping them together. You know, that's a neat thing. And we even have uh, a pair of headphones, the Parrot Zix. Um, there's some pretty high tech headphones, uh, but you can pair them to your smartphone just by tapping your smartphone against the headphones. It's pretty neat. I guess time will tell where Apple takes it. I think part of it is also, and we have to look at the undeniable success of Apple with the iPhone, and that is they don't push every spec, every feature. They always look at the overall user experience. So there are a lot of features that may appear in other companies' products that Apple will never use or will use later when they feel it's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... When I was look, when I was watching the uh, presentation of the uh, S4, you know they kept, I you know I like the fact that they're sort of following Apple's lead in the fa- in that they're showing the benefits, the real world benefits of these features instead of just talking about you know the speeds and feeds and whatnot. But there are so many features in this thing. You have to wonder, you know, or is it almost too many? You know, will consumers want all these things or you know, is this kitchen sink approach uh, the right way to go about? Now, it's very curious here. It may have other reasons because of this, but we noticed in the days after the S4 came out, Apple's stock price suddenly started going up again for the most part. <laughs> yep. Is that a reaction that maybe Wall Street wasn't so impressed? Not that I'm impressed with Wall Street. I think Wall Street doesn't do much better than Las Vegas in terms of getting things right. Yeah, um, you know, it could be, you know, somewhat of a uh, reaction to Samsung's event, in which, you know, while while the phone is most likely going to be a success, a lot of people viewed this event itself as somewhat lacking. So that could be a reaction. I mean, I if if I knew if I knew the reasons behind why you know the stock prices were going up and down, now I'd probably be in a different business. <laughs> Well, yes, of course, because people seem to think the people who do editorial stuff and maybe work in radio, unless they're you know one of those two or three acts in radio that get real money, they think they're rich, but there you go. <laughs> Looking at the S4, now we have the HTC One that was introduced somewhat earlier. HTC has to make this one succeed, but as you mentioned earlier in the episode, it is right now not available. They've had some problems with production. Now, it's not that Apple doesn't have problems with production. The iPhone 5 was constrained for months. The new iMac introduced last October, just now catching up with orders. So everyone who wants to have sophisticated manufacturing processes, a lot of them run into trouble. But how much time does HTC have to start rushing these things to market before the Samsung juggernaut and Samsung has loads of money to spend on promotion, just kind of overwhelms them. Uh, they got to get it going pretty quickly. You know, we actually like the, the feel of the 
HTC One better than the S4. You know, for the main, the because the uh, the HTC One is has this really nice aluminum unibody design, but it takes a long time to make it. You know, it, it physically takes the manufacturing process a heck of a lot longer than the S4, which is just made out of plastic. You know, so you have to be you willing to, I guess, accept that you know time delay, but I think where you know where Apple can sort of by you know by the the force of its you know power you know and they're and the fact that they're the only ones making an iPhone or an iOS an iOS phone, you know they I think have a strong they they're operating from a stronger position than HTC, which you know has to compete with you know a number of other Android phone makers or and it just doesn't have the clout that it once did. Is this make it or break it for them? Um, it could be, you know, um, they've been, you know, they, they were, they were fairly strong, you know, a few years ago, but they've struggled as of late. So, you know, while I don't think it's going to put the company under, uh, it certainly, it won't help it if they, if they're any later getting out the HTC one. You look at it now though, between Apple and Samsung, they have all the profits in the industry. Yep, they do. They they certainly have the lion's share, um, and it's going to be um, you know it's it's going to be up to HTC to figure out a way you know to make their phone uh, their and their the, to uh, stand out and you know to to grab what you know what's what is it going to be about that phone that makes people want that over the S4, and that's that's going to be their that's going to be the challenge when it comes out. You know, when they when they start marking it, you know what what are they going to tout? What features are they going to tout um, that will make people pick that up over Samsung's device? And what resources will HTC have to overwhelm the TV ads placement? You know, got to get yeah, those ads out there because people will just pass it by. Not that it's helped Microsoft any with Windows 8 or the Surface tablet, but if they have good ads, it could make a difference. We have Mike Prospero from Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
The Freeze-Dry Guy wants your attention for very good reason. Going on right now, the Freeze-Dry Guy has assembled the Necessities Unit, a unit package of survival food basics no family should be without. With big survival buck savings, our Necessities Unit includes Mountain House eggs, green peas, and banana slices, plus dehydrated milk, butter, and cheese. All packed in six heavy-duty enameled number 10 cans with a proven 25 to 30-year shelf life. Now the best part, buy one Necessities Unit case for only 203 and get 20% back in survival bucks buy two cases at 406 get 25 percent back in survival bucks and buy three cases at just 609 and get 30 percent back in survival bucks only from freezedryguy.com and only through the end of the month while supplies last prices include free shipping to the lower 48 to order call 866-404-3663 that's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com the freeze dry guy the standard for survival Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're talking gadgets and gadgets and emphasizing the smartphones here. We've talked about Apple. We've talked about the forthcoming Samsung Galaxy S4 the HTC One and the prospects for HTC with Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine. And does that really, the success of the Samsung Galaxy series, show that the sophisticated manufacturing techniques, for the most part, really don't matter? Samsung's not using them, and they're number one with a bullet among Android vendors. Apple does, but that's in maybe a different category of product. Um. No, I think I think you know a good manufacturing process certainly helps. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify the S four as as cheap. It's certainly better than you know better than average. But and but you know you need something you know for HTC's part you need something to distinguish yourself from Samsung. You know, Samsung can afford to you know maybe go with a lower cost. Uh, chassis um, because it has you know such a larger mar- a larger market share and it's you know it's also figure out a way to put in other features within the phone as well um, to distinguish it so the chassis itself isn't as important I guess if you put a case on your smartphone it's covering up all that stuff anyway <laughs> yeah although I think with you know the the size of some of these other phones, you know, these cases are getting even larger, and you know, these it's going to be increasingly hard to stick one of these phones in your pocket with a case on it. Well, the S3 is a bit of a bear right now. I have to tell you, it's not the easiest thing yeah. in the world to stick in your pocket, and that's an issue that people might consider. You know, the usability yeah, issue, sure. and again, it goes back to screen size and all that. Mm-hmm. You did an article back at the end of 2012, and we didn't talk to you since then, about some of the worst gadgets for that year. And maybe we'll just kind of refer to a couple of them in relationship to 2013. And you have to wonder here, when these things come out, do these companies have any awareness of what they're doing? Or are they so busy rushing product, hoping something sticks, that they don't realize they have a failure on their hands? Well, I don't think anyone goes in thinking that they have a horrible gadget, you know, 
uh, I, I think they all, you know, I don't think any company would purposely go, I, I, I would hope not, at least, that they would release something thinking that it's it's not good. You know, I think there's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of an optimist in that, you know, I think everyone thinks the best of their products and there's always maybe something to redeem even the worst of gadgets. That being said, um, you know, I think when we come to review it or look at it, I think there's things that maybe some companies overlook in terms of, you know, uh, the market that this particular gadget is targeted at and how well it serves that market. So, for example, one of the worst products that you labeled for 2012 was something called the Toshiba Excite 13. And I gather from just reading your summary here, a lot of it, it was because it was under spec The performance just wasn't what it should have been, regardless of price. Yep. I mean, this was a, a 13-inch Android tablet. It was uh, about $650. And... Um, you know, I think it was uh, in ter- on Toshiba's part. I think they sort of released it kind of as a novelty item in some ways, you know, to see what uh, you know the reception would be among among uh, consumers for a supersized tablet. And the interesting thing is um, that there are now that will be coming out on the market. They're called portable all-in-ones, and if you can believe it, they're they're uh, tablets that are even larger. Um, Sony is coming out with a an 18 inch tablet um, as as ASUS. They're all they're both coming out with 18 inch tablets. Um, they're classified as all in ones. You know the companies are are very careful in that they say these are all in ones with built in batteries. So if you can imagine an 18 inch tablet that you know spends most of its time docked, but then you know you can you know take it out of the dock and sort of hold it on your lap like you would any other tablet, you know, while you're watching TV or you can use it to play games or something like that. But the point is that it's uh, undocked and not plugged into a power source. So Toshiba, you know, may have been, even though the Toshiba Site 13 um, was one of the worst gadgets, we call it one of the worst gadgets of 2012, you know, Toshiba may have been uh, just ahead of its time. So maybe if they rethink that product line, they'll get it right. Let's look at number two, because this is a much larger issue in terms of failure. And that is the Google Nexus Q. And that is Google TV. Google TV has gone nowhere. How does Google resurrect it? Not with this turkey. No, um, you know, that's uh, (laughs) that's a weird little ball thing. Um, You know, it was just overly expensive and it didn't do um, nearly as much as devices such as uh, what is it, the Voodoo or, you know, even, um, you know, even things like Apple TV. Um, and so, I mean, it, I think, you know, it, it was a, it was, you know, Google can afford to do this sort of thing, you know, make, make a splash like this and have a failure like this, you know, because they're big enough to absorb that sort of loss. Um, but I don't think it, but I mean, I don't think it was an overly ambitious launch. You know, they weren't, Pitting the company's future on there, anything like that, but it is the second time they've tried doing this Google TV thing. It's the second time they've failed with it. So you have to really wonder what they're going to do next. I know, you know, you know, I'm I'm positive that you know, connected TVs and uh, you know, sort of incorporating mobile devices 
into the living room better is, uh, you know, is going to be the next wave of innovation. Um, well, at least one of the next waves of innovation. Um, so you can be sure that, you know, Google, maybe the third time's a charm for them. Well, we know with Apple, they're selling, what, six, eight, ten million of these Apple TVs, and Apple calls it a hobby. They don't take it seriously, but that supposedly is more than anybody else. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I mean, if another company sold, you know, five or ten million or something, they'd say, wow, gosh, golly, gee whiz, Apple, huh. Yeah, well, you know, they still they 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 they're coming out with incremental changes in it, and there's always rumors about an Apple TV, you know, an actual TV with things like that built into it. Um, but you know, I think you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of companies that are still trying to figure out what the best uh, sort of combination of things is going to be, the best combination of uh, technologies, and I think. The issue also with uh, you know smart TVs and and streaming content you know with devices like this is that you know Apple also has to be careful that they're not going to run afoul of uh, the partnerships that they've already made with uh, you know TV studios and and uh, film studios you know for iTunes um, you know we've seen this with one of the I think one of the the coolest innovations. You know, the last year has been uh, the hopper with Sling. Um, you know, there was a lot of, you know, it's, you know, basically a, a DVR with a Sling box built into it. So, you know, you can not, not only can you watch TV anywhere in the house, but, you know, you can also then take it on the road. You know, if you have an iPad or an iPhone, you can watch your home TV as well as anything you have on your DVR on the road. And you can even download it to your iPad and take it with you. Now, this is Dish Network, and the big feature is the one that's so controversial that with broadcast TV, you can automatically skip commercials under certain circumstances, and the TV networks are freaking about that. Yep, and, you know, Apple has so many licenses and partnerships with those same networks, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, iTunes and all that stuff, that if, if they were to try anything like that, you know, they would, you know, run afoul of those partnerships, you know, with, with all those studios. Sure. Of course, the way to do it is now I have a direct TV DVR. You can skip in 30-second intervals. It's kind of clumsy the way they do it, though. We have Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. The American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009. That's 877-457-9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money-back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. Do you suffer from low-functioning adrenal or thyroid gland? Did you know that mercury from your dental fillings comes off your teeth both as a vapor and as metal particles into your body? Wherever mercury deposits in your body, it stops cells from functioning normally. Animal studies show that mercury causes kidney function to drop by 60%. Mercury deposited into your adrenals or thyroid will cause a corresponding drop in function. The number one method by which your body detoxifies itself of mercury is glutathione. The number one superfood that helps turn on all 75 trillion cells of your body to produce glutathione is non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows. After investigating most high-end whey proteins on the market, only one is the most non-denatured, the most active, the most complete, and in our opinion, the most powerful in what nature originally put into the fresh raw whey. It is One World Whey. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine joining us, and we started with the five features that may make the iPhone 5 look ancient, depending on your point of view. Some of the worst gadgets of 2012, as reported by Mike Prospero for Laptop Magazine. Just looking at individual things, such, for example, Google TV. Now, Google is also giving up Google Reader, this place of aggregating RSS syndicated feeds. 
Now, Google does that, I guess, fairly often. They come out with something, they stick with the product for a while, and maybe they'll give it up. And when you look at Google in general, does that give anyone a reason to trust Google? Because people who like to get into this RSS stuff and want to collect these convenient feeds, they're freaking over what Google's done. Well, I don't think Google's going to give up uh, Gmail anytime soon. So. <laughs> no, nor Google+, Plus. although I still don't see it being a really good alternative to Facebook. And Google is still trying to push that, um, Google+, Plus a lot. You know, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, Google Reader was, you know, even though it was very popular, it still wasn't exactly pushing, you know, it wasn't exactly one of the leading products from the company, one of the, you know, most popular things. So um, it was a bit of a surprise uh, that they're going to be uh, discontinuing it, though. Now, speaking of that, there have been some executive musical chairs over at Google. The guy who did Maps is moving to another division. And, of course, the guy who headed Android is moving to another division. Now, we're talking about the creator of Android going elsewhere in the company. Why do that? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Maybe he's bored. Maybe he wanted a different challenge. Maybe uh, I, I'd love to know myself. Um, you know, there was a lot of speculation that with his move that Google might combine Android and their Chrome OS operating system, but uh, Eric Schmidt knocked that rumor down pretty quickly. And, you know, Personally, I think that may be a little bit of a mistake. Chrome as an operating system is, uh, I think it's kind of, you know, an, an interesting idea, but until you can have connectivity nonstop and be assured that it's always going to be on, um, you know, the Chrome operating system, I think, is just going to be somewhat limited in its scope and function. Now, speaking of Andy Rubin here, I just saw an article from another site where it says, actually, Android is Andy Rubin. His co-workers at Apple gave him that nickname back in 1989. So basically, we're talking about Andy Rubin being Mr. Android. That's why you wonder. It's like, for example, when Steve Jobs was alive, if one day he upped and said, I'm not working for the company anymore, and we're not talking about what happened in the 1980s. We're talking about, say, 2005. Steve Jobs says, you know what? I've had enough of this. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, uh, you know, I think, you know, at some point, you know, the, all the founders of every, you know, every company, you know, leaves or moves on at some point. So you have to, an institution has to be big enough to uh, be able to survive that transition, that change. Very briefly in the worst gadgets of 2012, I don't want to cover all the categories here, but something called the Amova Child Pad. And I saw this because I get the impression here is somebody wanted to have a tablet just for the kids, as opposed to the iPad Mini or a Nexus 7 being fine for kids. And it was a big miss. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, you'd be surprised. There's on a lot of the major tablets now, you know, from uh, Amazon or even Barnes & Noble, uh, you you know, even Apple, there's a lot of already, you know, kid-friendly uh, controls and games and apps and all that stuff on it already. Um, but you know, one of the biggest things you need, and one of the biggest things you need is uh, parental controls, and the child pad simply didn't have decent parental controls. You know, and on top of that, you know, had had poor battery life. Um, you know, it wasn't a very good display. 
and it just wasn't a great experience overall. I know I don't know any kid who'd want to use that over an iPad. Best and worst notebook brands of 2013. And this is an interesting subject to get into because there are so many notebook computers out there still trying to make a presence in an era of declining PC sales. And some companies just aren't doing as well as others. And we have to wonder why. Like Toshiba. I always thought Toshiba is being a high-quality make. But in your full scorecard, best and worst brands 2013, they're number nine, nine, number nine with a 56. Why? Uh, it was just uh, nothing really stood out for us uh, when, it, when it came to Toshiba last year. Uh, you know, for many of the categories that we rate uh, notebooks for those best brands, um, there are about, I'd say about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight different categories for the best brands award. We, we, rate, we rate notebook brands over eight categories. That includes our reviews process, you know, how did uh, the company do overall in terms of the uh, ratings it got from our reviews, design, how did it do overall when it comes to notebook design, how are its keyboards and touchpad, uh, how well did the company do on tech support, how good uh, are the uh, displays and the audio uh, features on all the notebooks reviewed, value and selection, how many notebooks do they have and what sort of, you know, how many different varieties and flavors and types do they offer? How innovative the company is also, a, you know, a fairly good big category. And then finally, uh, what sort of software do they offer with all their notebooks? And among all these, you know, categories, you know, Toshiba scored middle of the road, if not a little bit lower. You know, it's, it's done better in past years. Um, I, this is just a down year for them. So if I want a PC notebook, I'm on a Windows 8 notebook, and I'm looking for companies, we'll get into the others in a moment. Toshiba is the last I consider. And the thing that bothers me also is your tech support is merely average. Another company is worse. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay, let's okay. look at the next company here, and we're going to break for the segment in a moment. Acer, another company I thought would do very well, but they're only barely higher than Toshiba. They get a 62 so, what are their failings? Uh, you know, it's the same thing uh, that you know that uh, we knocked uh, Toshiba for. Um, you know, there's a lot. Of, you know, they they sort of were at the middle of the road, um, or maybe just a little bit above it for a lot of the categories. Um, they did a little bit. They did better this year, though. Um, in terms of innovation, they took some major strides, even though many weren't successful. Um, an example is the uh, Acer Spire S5. You know, it has this uh, motorized door um, that you know slot that pops open to reveal the ports and whatnot. And it was cool at first, uh, but you know, it's kind of you know it gets a little bit cumbersome. You just want the ports to be there. You know, <laughs> Some of these good. gimmicks just get too gimmicky. We have exactly. We have Mike Prospero, Laptop Magazine on the Tech Night Out Live, and one more thing, one more thing coming up. We'll have Kirk McElhern rejoining us on the show this week to talk about some more stuff.
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30-day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker do you owe the irs money that you can't pay Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Can heart and body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen. I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over-the-counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. 
Could this be the effect of better body circulation? Heart and body extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement, specially formulated to allow your body to heal itself. My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed. Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for long and healthy life. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine joining us on the Tech Night Out Live for this final segment. And now, of course, we are going to look into a few more categories. And after he leaves, I'll cover a few more for you, ladies and gentlemen, so we get a sense of what's going on. Dell. Dell gets a 65, just barely above Acer. But Dell also rates worst in technical support. I'm not surprised. And now, of course, Dell wants to make their company private. Hmm. So well, is this a good thing. time to just get out of the rat race for them? And there's being, by the way, a dispute, a big dispute over Dell, whether Dell should indeed go private. The stockholders are, I guess, demanding more money. Looking at the products, I'm not impressed with them. Well, they did some interesting things. Um, I mean, they were definitely nailed for tech support. I mean, it was... One of the reasons that they dropped to the bottom uh, tech support is that when we were calling them up for questions, we kept getting hit by sales sales pitches. They 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 were faking uh, sweepstakes even. Uh, you know when we when we called up, they tried to you know get us to buy unnecessary things, and that's not what you want in tech support. You know you want you want to get your answer you want your answer quickly, you know and and accurately, and you don't want to be. Uh, you know, flummoxed by or, or trying to be, you know, someone trying to bamboozle you. You know, years ago, I called Dell to help a client with their PC. This was maybe 2004, 2005. This was at a time when Dell was actually quite well rated. And all the guy did was like read a support sheet to me on the phone. Huh. Well, that doesn't help. I mean, the, the one thing that, um, you know, that, that sort of saved it was that you know if you went to their their website as well as the live chat feature and and uh and their social networks you know they we we did get helpful responses there and that's one thing you know when you're going through tech support these days it's not just a phone call anymore um there are a variety of ways where you can find uh answers to the questions you have so that's why when we do our annual tech support showdown um you can also find that on our site. Um, we not only rate the call centers, but also we go on the websites to see if we can find answers there. Uh, we even go on Facebook and we, you know, and Twitter. We tweet at you know the, their tech support people, and then we also try their online chat features as well. You know, there's so many different ways now that you can get help from these companies that um, you know it behooves you to try different avenues. And the thing is also about a lot of these PC notebook makers, you could literally buy any of half a dozen different brands and pretty much get a similar enough user experience not to see any difference. You go by price and specs. Yeah, um, I mean, there's, 
I mean, there are some, you know, I would say there are some fairly significant differences, in, you know, aside from, you know, just the, the, the specs inside a notebook. Uh, I mean, you want, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, whatever notebook you're testing has, you know, you're, you're going to buy, you know, has a good keyboard. Um, you can also, you know, look in our site, for example, to see what the battery life is because, you know, two notebooks that look identical, you know, might, one might have a very low capacity battery as opposed to another one. Um, a screen, uh, screen quality varies greatly, um, between brands and even inside a brand itself, uh, you'll find, you know, some, some, uh, some major differences in terms of, you know, screen quality. So there's a lot of things you want to, you need to check out when it comes to notebooks aside from just, you know, what kind of processor it has. You know, you'd kind of think, though, that with so many generic parts out there for different functions that they could all pretty much get the same parts bin and come up with similar stuff. No, there's still uh, there's still a lot of variety out there, um, which is why you have to be very careful. You know, it's not just... It's not just the processor, and you know everyone has an Intel processor, and you know, you know, four gigs of RAM, and you know, a 500 gig hard drive. But you know, it goes well beyond that. You know, buying a notebook goes well beyond that. Now, with all the problems it's had with leadership, HP is number four in terms of the overall rating. Not far behind Asus, but way behind Lenovo. HP has been just a step above mediocre for a while. What does HP do to really resurrect well, the company? This is the original Silicon Valley company before there was Apple. Well, I mean, HP, you know, last year, I think, you know, there were, in the year before, you know, there's a change in leadership. I mean, they were considering at one point even getting rid of their whole notebook brand or hardware stuff. So I think uh, a lot of the you know, the, 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 their rating from la- this best brands rating sort of reflects that. You know, uh, there's a little bit of uncertainty uh, as to what direction the company is going to go next year. Um, you know, that being said, you know, they still produce fairly, you know, high-quality notebooks. Um, you know, it's not the best, but, um, you know, we've, in, you know, for, you know they're, they're solid notebooks, I would say. You, you'd be hard-pressed to find one that is, you know, truly terrible. You'd be and you'd be hard pressed to find you know a notebook from them that's truly terrible. So, for example, I go into Best Buy or somewhere like that, and I want a really decent notebook computer, and I want Windows Eight or you go back to Windows Seven or something. I see HP filling the shelves there. I can't go wrong with that. Uh, for the most part, no. I mean, one of our favorite uh, sub five hundred notebooks. So five hundred dollar notebooks is an HP. It's the uh, HP G six, I believe. Um, and you know, you're not going to get a touchscreen or anything like that, but you know, you are going to get a fairly you know, fifteen inch system. It's you know, fairly well rounded. You're going to be able to do pretty much anything. You know, you know, from email to web browsing, you know, watching some videos and things like that. You can get all that done. You know, and you can get it done for less than five hundred dollars. And it's a fairly decent, you know, looking design too. You know, I have to say this about HP. I've used HP printers for years. They are workhorses. They're not expensive to operate in the scheme of things. For example, I have an HP multifunction printer in my office. And that thing just churns out copy all the time, and I try to print as little as possible. 
but their cost of consumables is relatively inexpensive. And this is very important when you're getting a printer, and this is way out of the area of discussions. But when it comes to printers, HP does make the difference. They really have differentiated themselves, and I like to see them do that more with notebook computers. Now they've got an Android tablet coming out. We only have a minute or so left to spend with Mike Prospero. But is there hope for that tablet? Should HP try to find some new way to innovate in the tablet space? Uh, well, they have innovated somewhat. They came out with the uh, HP Envy X2, which is a Windows 8 tablet um, that actually it's it docks into a keyboard. Um, and when it's docked, you get almost 12 hours of battery life. And, you know, a somewhat decent keyboard. It's not the best on the market. You know, but it's, you know, you can get, you know, all the two things together for uh, $600. Um, you know, so, you know, whatever your opinions of Windows 8 might be, you know, this it's a, it's a fairly decent solution um, if you're looking for a Windows 8 tablet and a keyboard as well. Would you rate it better than, say, the Surface? Uh <laughs> I think anything is better on the Surface myself, but I'm just asking you. Yeah, I mean, well, the Surface costs twice as much. Um, You know, that's, if you're talking about the Surface Pro, Sure. that's, you know, but then you're also talking about two different sort of animals. The the X2 runs an Atom processor, um, while the Surface Pro has, you know, Core i5. That's a full-scale, full-sized laptop processor. Exactly. Mike Prospero, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. You can uh, find all of our latest reviews at LaptopMag.com. And they've got all these best and worst lists over there. And it's so much fun to talk to these guys when they put those together. Mike Prospero, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, Gene. And neighbors, we have one more thing. We have one more guest. He's none other than the iTunes guy himself, Kirk McElhern, who writes for Macworld Magazine, and he'll tell you what Spaces is all about. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I lost 18 pounds in just four days. Want to know how? 
Hi, I'm James Zetta. If you're like me, you've already tried and failed at many diet and weight loss plans. But if you still need and want to lose weight, if you're searching for a simple, safe, healthy approach to lose weight that is extremely easy to follow, listen to this. The 18 and 4 weight loss plan requires no exercising, no diet pills or additives, no laxatives, no meal replacements, and no diet drinks. The 18 and 4 program can help you lose 10, 20, 30 pounds or more, and it fits both men and women of all ages. The 18 and 4 program is crystal clear with a day-to-day, step-by-step, and meal-to-meal guide. And the best part? If you're not satisfied with your results, I will give you my 30-day full money-back guarantee. This program has helped thousands lose 18 pounds in four days, and it can do the same for you. Go to 18and4.com. That's the number 18, I-N, the number 4.com. 18and4.com. Easy to download, easy to start losing weight today with 18and4.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Hi, everyone. I'm Pharmacist Ben, nutritional pharmacist and host of The Bright Side. The good news about nutrition and health. The good news that if you or someone you care about is on a prescription drug or has some kind of health challenge, there's a gentle, natural, healthy way to address most health issues without drugs and without doctors. And it's as simple as understanding how the parts of the body work and how they interact with the foods we eat and the nutrients we take in. If you've heard me on the bright side or at one of my presentations, you know I'm a man on a mission. A mission to help you understand health and wellness and the remarkable healing powers of the biological system called the human body. And if you like the bright side, you're going to love my new website, brightsideben.com. You'll find articles and links. You'll be able to access archives and we'll even have exclusive information that you won't hear on the radio show. And of course, you can purchase the Longevity Nutritional Supplements and even sign up to join my Longevity team and make an impact, make a difference, and maybe make some money too. Check out brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com or call 866-735-2470 for more information. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. We have a special added attraction here. Our friend Kirk McElhern, author, the iTunes guy for Macworld, writes a lot of very informative pieces. And we've talked a lot about mobile platforms and a lot about all the best and worst products of the year. Let's get back a little bit to some core OS ten stuff. And there's a feature in OS ten called Spaces that I've always been of mixed feelings about. Kirk McElhern, we're not talking about outer spaces, we're talking about OS ten spaces. We're we're talking about multiple spaces. And you're not this spaced goes- out doing this. No, I'm not spaced out. I'm spaced in when I look at this stuff. 
This goes back to something that you'll find on Linuxes, and probably I'm not a big Unix user. There's probably um, Unixes with graphical user interfaces that have this. The idea is to have virtual desktops. And I even remember using on, maybe it was OS 10, maybe it was even OS 9, having some sort of utility that would do this. Right, yes. Um, the, the concept is simple. If you've got all your windows layered one above the other, it can be really confusing to move around. Now, listeners may or may not know if you press Command-Tab and then keep pressing Tab, you can switch apps and, and you get a sort of application switcher bezel that comes up on the screen. But sometimes you want to be in a situation where you're working with one, two, three windows and you don't see anything else. So what you can do with Spaces is you can create a number of virtual desktops, and you can open apps in any of the desktops. You can assign these apps to display only in specific desktops. So the best way to explain this is, is to give you an example of what I do on my computer. So my main desktop, um, and I'm working on a 27-inch display, has one window for Safari and one for Mail. Each of them fills half the screen vertically. Right, the, the split is vertical, so each fills half the screen. And above these windows, I'll use whatever text editor or text tool I'm using. I do a lot of my writing in Scrivener, occasionally BB Edit and Word and things like that. My next desktop has NetNewsWire and Twitterific. So this is where I get my news. I only go to that desktop when I want to see what's new in RSS or in Twitter. Um, my next desktop has my calendar program, BusyCal. The next one has Evernote, Reminders, and an app.net client. Um, then I have two blank desktops, and I'll get to them in a second. Finally, the last one is iTunes in full-screen mode. Now, anytime you put an app in a full-screen mode, it takes its own space as if it's a separate desktop. Now, I said I had two empty blank desktops, and one of them has a blue background and one has a white. This is because I often have to take screenshots for my articles or books, and I can easily move a window against a blue background or a white background, depending on what I want to shoot, um, with nothing else around it in the window. So I keep these two desktops empty except for when I need them. So basically, for all my work, other than the screenshots, I've got four desktops and I've got iTunes in full screen window. Now, at any time, I can create a new desktop and drag a window there if I want to be focusing on just one single window. Now, of course, you can hide windows and bring them back again, but I find the desktop concept better. For example, I can press Command-Tab to go to Twitterific right now. And I'll see what's going on in Twitter. I'll see what's going on in NetNewsWire. And I know that this desktop has these two apps. And I'm not going to have to switch windows to see Twitterific and Safari and Mail and Word and iTunes. So it's a, it's a neat way to be able to segregate what you're working on if you work with a lot of apps and a lot of windows. Okay. Now, the problem I've had with Spaces is that it tends to forget its way sometimes. And I've noticed that with different apps. In my particular situation, I will organize in a single space all the stuff that relates to audio production and recording for my radio right. shows. And I want that to be taken care of. But as I said, sometimes spaces loses its way. And well, it, what, a, an app goes in the wrong space, for example. Okay, so what you have to do when you do this is you want to pin an app to a space. So, for instance, I'm going to take Twitterific. I'm looking at it now. Um, if you click and hold the dock icon for any app, you'll see an entry that says options. If you hover over that, you'll see at the bottom of the menu that comes up, assign to. And I understand options. that. I've done that. You assign right, it so to a specific desktop, 
and then sometimes the app loses its way. It's no longer on that desktop. Well, it's possible that there are apps that don't work well with Spaces. Personally, I've not seen that in any apps that I've used in years, honestly. So Consider what I yourself you lucky, problem, my friend. Consider sorry? yourself lucky. Well, if you have that problem, what I'd suggest is that you go to the options menu and you choose all desktops, quit the app, reopen it, move the window to the desktop you want, and choose this desktop. It could just be a preference that's not being applied correctly, um, and it's very possible that by resetting this preference for the app, that might fix it. I've tried that a couple of times. I've tried deleting the Spaces preference files. Never worked 100% for me, but I grant that maybe some of the audio apps I've used over the years are problematic for one reason or another. Now, there is a third-party alternative for this called Total Spaces. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you ever heard of it. It's a shareware program. If you go to, like, MacUpdate.com, you can check it out. Total Spaces. And... It basically borrows a lot of its concept from Spaces, but seems to be more consistent in the sense of none of the audio apps that I use together, and that also includes Skype, and also includes other stuff like Wiretap Studio and Audio Hijack Pro, etc., etc. They don't lose their way. Never run into a problem. It's not that expensive, not to care about, but we understand the concept here. It's like... You know, the other choice you have would be using multiple monitors to... Well, Spaces is designed for people who don't use multiple monitors. Right. It's the, um, it's the it, cheaper it alternative well with because multiple monitors, it doesn't work on multiple monitors. The key here with multiple monitors, you want to have two workspaces, for example, up on the same time. So you, point so you your can head, see you can multiple see both. windows, yeah. Right. And if you don't want to get a second monitor or don't want to spend for it and whatever reason you're not going to get it you want to do everything with one display spaces kind of gives you that kind of feeling that you can allocate a certain area for your workspace and then go into a different task and click right to the next workspace so instead of turning your head your head stays in the same place which is pretty good if you have whiplash for example yeah your head's in the same space in the same location you just switch to the other app and you're in a new space yeah, it's if you have multiple monitors, you've done that for a reason because you absolutely want to see things on both monitors at the same time. I've never gone that route. Um, back in the days of CRT monitors, it was too bulky, and now with a 27-inch display, I just don't feel the need to have anything bigger than that. Okay, maybe if they had a 32, I might go for it, but it wouldn't change my life that much. Having a second monitor on my desk, as you say, it means you have to turn your head a lot, and I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like that. And you think here, how long does it take to switch from one space to another? It takes a half a second. Um, Command-Tab or Control-Arrow um, key, so Control-Right-Arrow or Control-Left-Arrow, or a three-finger swipe on a trackpad. So you can either switch by apps, which will both bring you to the space the app is in and the app's window, so that's Command-Tab, or you can switch spaces using any of these different methods for switching. It doesn't matter how you do it, but you can just click on the icon on the dock to go from one app to another and sure. switch spaces, which is what I yeah. do. Right now I'm looking at my desktop, I'm looking at Safari, and... I click on Skype, and now it goes to another desktop where it's also running Wiretap Studio. Right. Isn't that amazing? 
It's quite amazing. Um, I don't remember when they introduced it. It was a 10.4 Tiger um, or before that even. Um, but it does – if you can understand how it works and segregate your workspaces, it makes a lot of sense. You know what makes a lot of sense? Checking out what Kirk McElhern is up to next. Tell us. Uh, well, just busy writing for Macworld and busy preparing my move, which is just in a couple of weeks. We talked about that on the last show. So you will be in the U.K. probably next time we hear from Kirk McElhern. Let me tell yep. you, listeners, you can find more of our stuff over at TechNightOwl.com. On Twitter, we are known as TechNightOwl. That's TechNightOwl. We have our other radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast. This week, talking about UFOs, Area 51, government informants, and all sorts of very strange stuff at Paracast.com. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.